Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome to Breakfast Ball. I'm Ben Charleston, joined by Ryan Hannibal. Ryan, we got golf back, the first live event back since uh, the Players' Championship in March. How excited are you? I'm fired up. 90 days without golf, 90 days without sports. And this is really the first, you know, big sporting event to come back. I know NASCAR has come back, but for me, my purpose is, and, and yours as well, golf is, you know, what we like to enjoy. So this is this is a big week. The players are kind of talking about it like it's an opening day, and that's kind of how I look at it too. And, you know, I'm fired up for, for live golf Thursday through Sunday. Yeah, and you can definitely tell players are excited. You think you have 15 of the top 20 golfers going to the Charles Schwab Challenge in Texas. And I was looking up stats like, I don't know if they've never had it, but they haven't had the first and second player there at the same time ever. And now they have the top five players there all in one tournament. So, Obviously, the players are very excited to get back to golf and very excited for, for the season to start. Yeah, this isn't like one of the marquee events by any means in the Charles Schwab Challenge. Usually, I think it's in May. And, you know, people are just, you know, if you're from Texas, you probably play in it. Like Jordan Spieth always plays in it. But it's not one of the marquee events on tour. But I think now players are just so excited to come back. And it seems like the players are going to play as much as they can over the next, you know, a couple months, basically as a ramp up to the majors later in the summer. So I would expect these fields to be sort of the same, you know, as we move forward the next couple of weeks. So that's definitely, you know, a, a good thing for golf, having the best players, you know, playing every single week. Because every, you know, every sporting fan is probably going to be watching at some point this weekend just to check it out because it's live sport. So having the top players playing is definitely a good thing for the tour. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, there won't be, I guess, probably as many casual fans watching the whole tournament, but they will be tuning in. And if they see names like, you know, the top 20 guys, McElroy, Thomas, Fowler, um, Speed, knowing uh, Kepka, those type of names, they're going to be more interested and more likely to tune in. And, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to see as many guys taking off um, multiple weeks in a row or a couple weeks here and there. They're going to be – ramping up like you said for the majors because you do have all the majors very quickly at the end of the season and I know the guys have played uh, competitively or most of them have played competitively for about 90 days so I think they're going to want to get as much uh, experience on tour and, and in this environment as possible before the the major events so but that's that's one of my thoughts do you think a lot of these guys are going to come out with rust or is it going to become you know, once once they get out there, they've been practicing the last couple of weeks, so they'll, they'll be fine, or or they're going to be a little bit nervous for that first tournament. I kind of think they'll be out once they get out there. They'll be fine. I mean, there's they. It's not like they haven't picked up a club in 90 days. They've been playing, and 
you know, maybe the first round might be a little bit, you know, I don't, I don't know if even nerves come into play, but maybe, but, you know, come Sunday, I think it'll be just normal golf. I mean, if you look at like the tournaments in Hawaii to start the year, those are pretty much the same players don't really have much rust out there. So, I mean, yeah, it was a little bit longer layoff than what they're used to, but I really can't see it there being much, you know, difference in their play. I think the one thing that might impact things a little bit is the no fans. A couple of players talked about how they, you know, thrive off the crowds and they feed off that. Maybe that could impact things a little bit for some players that like to ride the, you know, emotions of the crowd. But other than that, I, I kind of think it's just business as usual. I mean, golf is kind of a sport that you don't really rely on much, you know, outside. It's sort of just yourself. So I, I don't see it having much impact. Well, do you think some players might play better without fans having, you know, that pressure on you? Like if someone – you used to see it when people would play with Tiger Woods. Yeah. Like they would have great rounds, and Sunday they play with Tiger. They have, you know, all the fans following them, and they just collapse. Where it was some of these guys who maybe aren't as – maybe mentally tough on that last day or, or as used to the, the large fans with no fans, you think they're going to play a little bit more relaxed and a little better? Yeah. That's a good point. I think you look at it different ways. Like maybe the younger, the younger, more inexperienced players that maybe would get paired with a Tiger Woods on the weekend might do better off in this format. But I think, like I think I watched Jordan Spieth yesterday, and he said that this week Keith Thor thrives off the crowd because it's his home, sort of where he's from, the Dallas area. You know, fans are always out supporting him in a way, so he used that to for you know motivate him and keep him in. You know, if he had a bad hole, he'd sort of rally behind that. But it's a good point you have with like say, you know, a, a guy that hasn't won before on the weekend is in the final group, maybe just the lack of crowd and, and you know, the atmosphere would be a little different. That could be a benefit to a player like, I don't know, just a guy that hasn't won before, that could help him out there. Was maybe for the veteran players, maybe it works the other way around. But I guess it depends on the player, I'm sure. But you could make case for both sides. Yeah, yeah, I think the same thing. And, and I think if someone who hasn't won before is in the final group on Sunday, they're still going to feel the pressure. It might not be as bad. You might not have the same. Obviously, you're not going to have the crowds with you and people cheering for you. But, but I think they know what's on the line, the, the you know, a couple oh, million yeah. dollars, uh, the exemption on tour. So, so yeah. I think there still will be pressure. So it will be interesting to see if there's a guy who hasn't won before or an up-and-coming guy on that final day, what, what he does, if, if it is that he's able to um, play a little better because he doesn't have that pressure on him. I think it'll just be more relaxed. Like, just the the whole atmosphere will probably be more – like, I, once you get into the competition, it'll be different. But maybe Thursday and Friday are, are treated more like practice rounds in a way just because there's no fans. And it's probably, you know, much more relaxed atmosphere and just no, you're the only ones on the course. You don't – like the players talked yesterday, it was so much easier just to, you know, walk around the, the facility to go from the green to the clubhouse to get treatment. Just – Walking around is so much easier. So I think maybe the player is be more relaxed, especially the first couple of days. And then once the weekend comes, then I think they'll start to treat it like any other tournament that they're grinding to, you know, to win it or, you know, just come in the top 25 to get as much money as possible. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting, too, without the fans, because you do see every once in a while these tournaments, they, they are used as backboards or the stands right. out there. So with players um, – Hit, miss hit shots how much of a difference it, that will make with some of these guys without fans will they have more trouble finding the ball will you know stuff like that will they not get some lucky breaks that they usually would get at some of these tournaments with the stands with the fans so maybe that no fans it might help some players because there's not as much pressure but it might also hurt them without all the uh, backstops that they have out there yeah I think it was Brooks Kepka a couple weeks ago said like 
it'd be tougher. Like you said, that you'll see a lot more lost balls just because fans, you know, you want those extra people that find those balls that go off the fairway. And he could be right, but I don't know. I mean, I think tour players don't totally like lose balls. You know. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't expect them to lose. But I think there, there's going to be every once in a while those. You know, if someone hits the uh, a real far shot on an approach shot on the green, it hits the the stands and bounces right. back. So I think they're going to get something like that where. Stuff like that, little things that really won't affect them too bad, but it will just be a little different. Right, and that's just going to be the thing all around. Like, there'll be little things here and there that they'll get used to. And, you know, as we get going in the summer, it seems like some tournament's going to try to bring back fans, so maybe this won't be a long-lasting thing. But even when fans do come back, I don't think it's going to be full, you know, attendance at these events. They're going to limit the number of people that are going to be there. Yeah, well, and then this weekend you got uh, CBS trying a few different things. They're micing up a couple players, and they have a confession booth at one of the holes, which it seems like most of the players don't understand what it is. Yeah. I mean, I get they're trying to do whatever they possibly can. I saw Jim Nance is going to be the only person from CBS, like announcers on site, like uh, Nick Faldo and um, Frank Doblo. They're going to be in Orlando in the studio there. So they're not going to have the same interaction. So I think CBS is trying to do what they can to get the players more involved. And I think, I forget what the exact wording was. After one of the tee boxes, they're going to have a box where players can go in and, and answer a question um, to be shown live on the air. And I guess CBS is doing what they can to get, you know, more interaction and make these tournaments more exciting and have different things there without fans. And, you know, another thing was players getting mic'd up. And I know Ricky Fowler is one of those players get mic'd up. And a couple of the guys were asked about it yesterday. And, Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas said they wouldn't want to get mic'd up. They don't, they don't think that, you know, they, they don't want their conversations being shown and they don't have authority to decide what gets shown and what doesn't get shown. And, you know, I kind of agree with them, but I mean, the tour microphones are pretty much, they pick up a lot of stuff as is. And, you know, I think those times when players are walking from their tee shots to the ball, that's sort of their time that they kind of know that they're not mic'd up. So I think, I don't know. I, I kind of understand the players not wanting to be mic'd up. Yeah, I understand, too. Like, I, I liked it with, you know, the Tiger film match because that, that's for charity. It's a little different with this. Right. I could understand maybe, like, Thursday players doing it where, like you said, it might be a little bit more relaxed. But on, like, a Sunday, you're in the hunt and you got, like, Jim Nance in your ear asking you, like, oh, like, what were you thinking on that last shot? Or, like, right. taking you back a couple holes. Or, like, hey, we got a Twitter question for you. I, I could understand players being like, no, I, I don't want that. I'm, you know, playing – I'm in the hunt. I'm playing for – a couple million dollars like I, I don't want to answer these one of these stupid questions and but I also get CBS trying to make it more interesting and bring fans right. in with something like that I just think like it, there's almost like a no-win situation sometimes for these players like let's just say you know that they have a, a decision to make with their caddy and they're going back and forth and he makes the wrong decision like you have that evidence out there and you know I just don't it's really a no win for the player. I, I get it for the entertainment perspective and for fans at CBS, but you know, the player, the microphones pick up a lot of stuff as is. So it's not like, you know, we never ever hear what these players are saying. So I just think it's an added thing. And like you said, they don't really need to be thinking about like, Oh, can I hear Jim Nance right now? You know, on a Sunday. So it, it just, it's a, it's a tough balance. I understand where both sides are coming from. And I think that some players, like I think Ricky Fowler enjoys it. He's more open to it. So you can find guys that are more open to it. And, you know, that, that way, you know, it helps both sides. Yeah, I think if you find the right guys, it, it could work out. But, yeah, like, and, yeah, like you were saying, with the, with the field mics or what they have out there, yeah, you pick up that 
in-game action of them talking back and forth or like if they hit a bad shot, you pick that up. I, I don't think you need an actual mic on someone because I'm thinking if guys are walking, they're not going to be as um, open as they usually – they would be on like a non-tournament thing. So what, what, what are you really getting? What's, what's different than them other than they're mic'd up so you're going to hear them better – complaining about the shot they hit or really right. that's a good shot I, I don't know well that's what Jordan Spee said yesterday that he would actually he you want to be the, he wouldn't be the same person because he knows what he he knows he has a microphone so he'd be better off having microphones out there picking up what he says as opposed to him carrying a mic because then he he would be aware of it and probably wouldn't act the same way yeah I think that's the thing too a lot of these guys yeah like they, they know what's if they're, they're mic'd up they know all right well I'm not, not going to talk at all. I'm literally right. just going to sit here, and this is going to be a useless thing right. for you. Right. What are your thoughts? Do you have any uh, favorites or players you're looking for this week? And it's a stacked field, and I, yeah, you know, it's, hard to, it's hard to really gauge because there's no real past, ex, you know, recent experience. No one's played in, in three months. But who are the guys that uh, you like this week? I'm I'm thinking just with how stacked it is, it's going to be someone in the top ten finish. Like, usually these events, you don't get, like we were talking about, you don't get those uh, as stacked of a field. So you do usually look at, like, a young up-and-coming guy kind of taking these fields or, or kind of a, um, a guy who's been on the tour for a while who just hasn't broken through. But I'm looking at the big-name big, big name guys. Like, the first tournament back, I'm looking, and I know they're, they're favored, but, like, a Rory, uh, Justin Thomas – maybe even like a DJ. Like I, I'm thinking it's going to be a top five guy that pulls it out. First tournament back, they're all very excited, and these guys want to win. And I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just feeling those type of guys, someone like that, will, will pull it out this weekend. I'm going a little bit different. I'm going like a mid-tier guy. Like I, I think these top guys, you know, will play well. But, you know, I just think the trend this year has been like the middle-tier guys, like the – you know, the, they're still one of the top players in the world, but they're not in the top ten. Like a Jander, Xander Shoffley, a Kalmari Carr, Justin Rose, Tony Finau, like guys like that, Matt Kuchar, guys that sort of on the fringe. You know, I think this could be a good week for, for those guys. And I think we talked about it off air. It's supposed to be pretty hot down there in Texas. Um, sometimes the wind plays a factor there. I don't know what the forecast is besides it just being hot. So I don't know if that gives an advantage to, you know, the longer hitters, the shorter hitters, or anyone at all. But. That's something to keep in mind, too, the heat. It's going to be pretty hot out there. Yeah, that, that will be. I have seen a lot of articles on that about the heat, how, how it will affect some of these guys that, like they, they were saying, you know, they don't plan this tournament in uh, June because it is so hot. It's usually an early May event where it's a little bit cooler. So it will be interesting to see how these guys are able to handle the heat, but also that could help some of these longer hitters maybe with the heat. They, they get a couple extra yards on the ball. So it will, it will be interesting to see how – the heat actually affects them on the course for four straight. And that, that's another thing too. How many of these guys have played uh, 18 holes, four straight days in a row. And that's a good point. If they're in that shape to play. So it will be interesting to see maybe Saturday or Sunday. Some of these guys are dragging with the heat and having played uh, 36 holes or 54 holes in, in a short period of time. Did, uh, did you see the Ryder cup news that got announced this morning? I have not. What? So they're changing the uh, picks format. No longer – there's only going to be six players that get it, like, via the standings, the points, and then the rest are going to be captain's picks, I believe. So there's going to be a lot more captain's picks than before. So I guess that could benefit some players that maybe aren't playing as well this year that weren't going to qualify. Um, 
So here's what just now scheduling criteria has been changed for this year's U.S. Ryder Cup team as only six players will earn a spot off the points list and Captain Steve Serger will pick six other wildcard selections. So it's more than the standard, what was it, four captains picks before? Yeah, I think that there's three or four, yes. So there's going to be more captains picks, which could benefit the players that maybe aren't playing well this year that wouldn't have earned points but maybe have a good summer. Um, I don't know, like – Maybe potentially Jordan Spieth, who hasn't had a good year, good last couple of years, but if he plays well, he's you know hot and has that experience. So could be, that's just something to keep an eye on too. Yeah, actually, I don't mind that because um, because it is one of those things with the the points. Like if if you play a lot of tournaments and you just have a good run, you could um, make that that list. But I like having the more captains picks because yeah, because then you're getting the. I know it's not as a great thing because you know maybe some of the smaller name guys who are having a good year won't get picked. Right. Well, you're even the big name guys, and really, that's what you want for golf in the Ryder Cup. You want totally. the recognizable names at the tournament, and if if you're getting more um, captains' picks, you're, you're giving that more chance to get guys like like Tiger Woods or Jordan Spieth, or right. someone who might, yeah, like you said, hasn't had a great year, but you know is a big name, will draw a crowd, and 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 people want to see. Well, also, like you said, too, the Rotary Cup is about experience and playing in that atmosphere. And, yeah, there is a balance of having the new guys on tour and getting the new guys out there. But, you know, everybody talks about how much pressure there is in the Ryder Cup. And if you've played in that before, that's so much better for, you know, your team in the U.S. So I think it is a benefit to have those captain's picks. And maybe we'll see those go to more of the experienced guys and guys that have been there before and, you know, you know what they're going to get. So, you know, Matt Kuchar, somebody that's played in a lot of Ryder Cups that has that experience, I think this benefits them, you know, as well. Yeah, well, and then I saw another comment from Stricker about like a week ago it, it, about if the Ryder Cup doesn't have fans, he, he wouldn't want to do it. I, I feel the same way. I think with the Ryder Cup, it is a completely different event. Like that is – you want the fans there with, with the Ryder Cup. Like it was, with the, the Charles Schwab Challenge, you can get away with no fans. The, the Masters – it will be different, but I think you get away without fans. Ryder Cup is one of those golf events where I guess you could get away without fans, but yeah, it's, not, it's, it's not the same. Yeah, I, I kind of agree, and I was actually thinking that them coming out with this new format today could be an indication that they are planning to have the Ryder Cup with or without fans, and I'm kind of with you. I don't think – I think they need fans. I think all the players agree that they want fans, and who knows? That's This event isn't until September, so there's still a couple more you know months to go for things to – you know potentially get better with things they can work some things out and you know maybe there won't be the hundreds of thousands of fans throughout the week but I think the, I think there will be some there will be fans at the Ryder Cup I think everybody understands their impact and it's 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 not a normal golf event they thrive off the crowd the crowd's more into it the first tee is you know one of the that's a signature of the event the crowds around the first tee and you know it, it won't be the same without fans yeah so I'm, I'm hoping yeah they at least figure it out or if there are going to be no fans, they push it back. And if there are fans, then, then go with it. So it, I know we do have a couple months to go. But, yeah, I, Ryder Cup, no fans. It's, it's just not the same. And you see it on that Sunday with the guys going one-on-one against each other and, and the fans getting so excited and the players thriving off of that, that energy from the fans. Right. So, so no fans. It's, it's just a completely different event. It will still be a fun event and a very exciting event to watch. But it's just you don't get that same – energy I feel like from the players and like you're saying earlier certain players um, thrive off the crowd and if you don't have that who knows what what the uh, tournament will actually be like yeah like I'm just thinking like 
Patrick Reed and the way he acts at Ryder Cups, he wouldn't be able to do that with no fans. Like, that just, I mean, he, I guess he could, but that would kind of look pretty stupid with no, you know, noise in the background. And yeah. so like, it's, it just makes the entire event. I don't think everybody that plays in it agrees. You know, I don't know how it would look logistically pushing it back a year if they could be able to do that. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of things that are going into it, but, you know, I think they're going to do whatever they can to have fans there. Because it's not – I think even the European players would want fans too. I think Roy McIlroy said he wanted he wanted fans at the event and it wouldn't happen without fans. So it's it's for both sides. Even though the Europeans are coming over here, they want the fans too. Yeah, so we got a ways to, to go before that. We at least have live golf back, so – so that's the the positive on the day. We got the Charles Schwab Challenge this weekend. So hopefully it will be a good tournament. Looking for uh, obviously a lot of, of the top guys will be in contention, I'm guessing, going into the weekend. So it will be a very good tournament to for people to tune into this weekend. Who are your guys that you sort of just as a fan of golf? Who do you who do you like? Um I, I, I'm big. I'm a, I like Spieth. Um, I'm, a huge, I'm a huge Spieth guy. I, I like him just he, he grinds it out. He's not a guy that Huge hitter, he but he figure out figures out a way to win. In the last couple of years, have been tough for him, so I'm hoping he turns it around this year. Um, Ricky Fowler, yep. he's an entertaining guy, and obviously you get I follow the big name guys, uh, Kepka, Johnson, McElroy. Those guys, those guys are fun to watch um, day in and day out on the turn uh, on the on the tour. You a DJ guy? Do you like him and different on him? Yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent on him. Like, I, I, I don't – I wouldn't say, like, I'm a huge fan of him, but I follow him. I, when, he's, when he's in contention, he's, he's right. like I said, fun to watch. He's a big hitter, very interesting guy. But, yeah, he's not, like, this huge personality that I'm, like, drawn to. He's like, oh, I, I need to follow DJ. I only cheer for DJ. Um, like, even Brooks Kepka, I think, has emerged into a little bit of a personality where he's yeah. sort of yes. over the last couple of years hasn't been afraid to – go on and pardon my take and show his personality and sort of embrace his, like, not being super into golf in a way, like, kind of. Yeah, yes, he, yes. He, yeah, he's he shown, just, yeah, much more of the personality of him. But. Whereas Dustin Johnson just kind of is like, eh. Like, in that uh, tailor-made skins match, remember when he just shows up and has his uses the T as the marker? It's based, that's, like, classic Dustin Johnson. Like, yeah. just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, so like I, I'm fine with him. Yeah, but it's just I guess I just don't know his personality as much, so I can't really uh, get in on that. But like, yeah, like Dick Fowler, Kepka, those guys are are a little bit more of a personality. You know them a little bit more, which which is good. But yeah, I, I I'm I'm excited to see some of these young up and coming guys like um, Wolf on tour. Um, Rory Palmer, Carla. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I like Fitzpatrick. I like watching him. He's this yep. the Englishman, tiny guy, but he absolutely rips the ball so and he always seems to play well in these tournaments so so I am excited to see kind of the young up-and-coming class I know there are a couple guys from last year who, who played well who are coming up uh, and having good years this year so so I'm, I'm excited and to see those looks, guys. Looks like uh, Tiger could be coming back next week there are some rumors that his yacht is uh, on the way down to or up from Florida to Hilton Head so that'd be good to see Tyra getting back and it will be interesting to see his schedule too like how many tournaments does he play? Because he's, you know, older, so he really can't play every single week, but he still wants to be in, you know, top shape for, you know, those majors coming up. Yeah, well, usually, I remember when he released his schedule before everything happened, he was basically like kind of like one on, one off, or two on, two off. Right. So it was very spread out. So, yeah, it will be um, interesting to see with the, the shortened season 
how he he schedules it because yeah I, I, he obviously wants to play as much as he can to to be in shape but he also obviously doesn't want to wear himself out or injure himself before the the majors so right. it'll, it'll be a big balancing act for him but I yeah from the Mickelson Tiger uh, event he looked to be in, in, oh, he was form, in so I'm excited to see him play but I also want to see him play in the majors so if he doesn't play in as many uh, PGA Tour events, I'm fine with that because I want to see him in the, the U.S. Open, the PGA Championship, the Masters, the Ryder Cup. That's yeah, what I, I want to see him in. He's probably looking forward or looking, you know, that whatever it is, August to September as those big major events. So maybe he does sort of the, the one week, two weeks off until then and so he can play, you know, those whatever whatever it is, four, four events in six weeks, whatever it is. And we saw, you know, a couple – with the President's Cup or with the uh, – yeah, the President's Cup, when he played all that golf ahead of time, he wasn't really in top shape physically for the President's Cup and had to sit that Saturday around. So I think yeah. that's in the back of his mind, too. He wants to be full go at all these events. Yeah, I'm guessing he has this whole regiment planned out and, and everything uh, down to like the, to the littlest thing that he knows exactly what his body can do and how many tournaments he's going to play, how many shots he wants to hit and all that. So, so I think he, he knows exactly what he's going to do. But, yeah, like, like we said, hopefully he's – He's healthy for the majors, which will be the, the events we want to see him in. I'm just excited the golf's back, and I know you are too. Yes, very excited. Brian, I know you got a couple articles going up on the website today about golf, so hopefully people go check them out, and we'll be watching uh, Thursday through Sunday. And uh, we'll be back, I guess, another podcast next week. Plenty to talk about. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.